Do you ever find yourself thinking about who would win in a fight between Goku and Superman? Hi, I'm James Gavsey, and on the Who Would Win show, me and my co-host Ray ignore anything important happening in the outside world and debate fictional battles between characters from comics, movies, and video games. We got a new show every week, and almost always am I the winner. Yeah, <laughs> not true, Ray. In the past, we've discussed such matches as Captain America versus Darth Vader, Solid Snake versus the Iron Giant, classic matchups like RoboCop versus Terminator, and even the Muppets versus Sesame Street. That one was crazy. So if you're a fan of geek culture and love a spirited debate, check out the Who Would Win Show wherever you get your podcasts, or check us out at whowouldwinshow.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Buddy, and welcome back to your favorite G.I. Joe podcast show. We are cruising all the way through the end of season four of Knowing is Half the Podcast, the G.I. Joe recap show. That's the show you're listening to. I am Ray Stacanis. I'm Robert Clark Chan. I'm Gina Ibolito. And you can tell because there's no bits right there that we just talked for at least a good hour plus <laughs> before we started recording today. Talked about the world. Chan Got is to, over yeah. it. Politics, snacks, interpersonal disputes, and regional <laughs> community theaters. We uh, we covered it all. <laughs> nursing ro- we, we nursing wiped- uh, nursing home threesomes. We talked about the yeah. whole gamut. We did. We did. And, and it wiped Chan out, it sounds like. <laughs> I, I think this is, it, this, I think he's finally hit the point where he has, he is wondering what he did with his life to get to this point that he's podcasting with us at nine o'clock on a Tuesday night. Two things. One, I still have to make a lion dragon uh, head for a lion dragon for preschool tomorrow morning. Uh, so I got to make sure to take care of that tonight. Wait. Also, um, I think I might have five podcasts going right now. Oh my! Uh, God. Not all of them are currently uh, 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 airing, but they're all in various stages of production. So there's a lot of me trying to sort things out in my head trying to find files like jesus what even were we talking about today did i did i watch this thing or did i just dream it i'm not sure i'm gonna have some more coffee and see how this turns out (laughs) this is i'm telling you this is why you should be a podcasting penguin and and only podcast with one podcasting uh uh thruple tell me gina uh this uh podcasting penguin they're they're very devoted to the one podcast they have 
surely they would remember things that they say on that podcast and not make other members of the podcast say someone who has five other four other podcasts go back through that previous podcast to find out what it was they had said that they had forgotten look i do a mind Just, wipe after every mm. podcast i i reset my brain and then i fill it yeah. with endless hours of rewatching marvel properties Mm -hmm. I mean, this is all accurate. I can speak to this. This, this <laughs> speaks to the fact that every time a character we've seen about 30 times on the Deke era at this point comes on screen, Gina just says, who's that? So, I mean, this does, this does track. This does track. This does. Also, track. Storm Shadow has been in episodes of Deke. So I know he has. Next I time did. around, <laughs> just write it on the back of your hand. Tattoo it even, maybe. Um, do like a memento sort of thing just to keep tabs on on where we are. You know what? We got those posters when we first started the show of like a list, <laughs> all the characters and all their pictures. So that way mm -hmm. Gina could keep them separate. We should maybe yeah. have bought a new one for the Deke era. Do they make that of just all the characters from the Deke era? It would be really beige. That Dang, poster. I hope not. I hope not. I mean, here's the deal. I would be in favor of it. Maybe I just need one. And maybe, you know, G.I. Joe Extreme is coming in season five of knowing it's half the podcast. So oh, extreme. Maybe we need a G.I. Joe Extreme poster, huh? <laughs> I think no, we I want a G.I. Joe. Extreme drinks with it. I think we should have extreme drinks when we. Do they still make those? I, is that is that an actual thing? I was just thinking like, you know. Like four loco? In the 90s, they had extreme drinks. Oh, yeah. You know, just... Everything was extreme in the 90s. We had yeah. Surge, the greatest soda known to mankind. The I soda mean... that people would scream its name and then go flooding through the streets. You mean peeing? Well, I mean, yes, they'd be doing that, too. It was, you'd pee <laughs> a lot when you drank pee. Surge. Yeah. yeah. Jolt Cola. That's still around, though, I think. Okay, Jolt? I do like Jolt Cola. See? do have oh. a soft spot in my heart for Jolt. These are, like, uh... I, that might have been 80s, but I don't care. I call it 90s. I, I discovered <laughs> it in the 90s. That counts. It all blurs together. Uh, you know, never more so than in an episode of G.I. Joe like this, which I which continues from last week, the Burger King Kids Club kids. <laughs> That's right. Who is a, it was an animated style of kid. There's there's always like a blonde kid and then some some diverse kids as, as, as sort of sidekicks. And I got to say, I didn't hate this episode. Just like last week, I didn't hate this episode. I do hate 90s Burger King Kids Club kids. But if you hate 90s Burger King Kids Club kids, say that five times fast. <laughs> I was. Go ahead, Chang. Sorry. Say it. Mm, no, I was. No, say it. I was just, say it. Say what? He was chuckling. What? He was just chuckling. Leave the man alone. I want. Good Lord. No, if I have something to say, I will jump right in and, <laughs> and disparage well, one or both of you. These Fear two not. episodes last week and this week are pure Kids Club Burger King kids uh, 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 episodes. So how can you say you liked the episodes but hate the kids when the kids are integral to the episode? That's a good question. And I will say I will say you were on my you were on my side last week when we said when we said the episode would be good if not for the 90s Burger King Kids Club kids. And I will say that if these were if these were sort of like you can keep kids, but the animation style, the voice acting and just how annoying the kids are is what I object to. So if you had if you had more of sort of the the pathetic orphans from the 80s style of gi joe say uh, that i can handle i can't i don't like these sort of these sort of uh uh sassy kids with parents 
Is <laughs> Look, that what your problem is? We don't ever wrote? see the blonde kids' parents. We do see the black kids' parents. We don't see the blonde kids' parents. No, we we only you know. In fact, we only see one parent, uh, and then never never again. We see him once. They don't even bring him back in the end, right? <laughs> no, he's Which there is, at the end. Uh, is no, he? Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah, he shows up at the end, just like the previous episode. The dad shows back up to pick his shitty kid up. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's a latchkey kid situation. It's like, yeah, go run around in the giant, uh, the huge power plant uh, equipped computer simulation well, building. Guys, I, I feel like in we're a get, castle. We're, yeah, in a castle. Let's just start there because this episode is called Keyboard Warriors. And I honestly thought it was going to be the birth of the alt right supporting Cobra at the dawn of the internet. Because that would have been interesting and, and maybe fun, but definitely interesting. Instead, we get a. Uh, Gina, what movie did you compare it to? Uh, I actually, I in my notes, I had two two movies. At first, I put War Games. War Games yeah. is what I got. Yeah, uh, it was definitely a reference. And then, and then Ender's Game because Ender's Game is he doesn't realize that it's real. He's he's fighting he's fighting these forces and and only finds out in the end that it's real. Wow! Spoiler okay. alert. Yeah. Uh, spoiler alert. You've never read Ender's Game. You would love oh, it. Oh, Gina, stop! You never read. You can lose me right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you would love it. Also, I feel like they made it a movie that I never saw, but the book is great. But it's it's basically this sort of kid, you know, this kid genius is 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 you know in sort of a military like simulation, and they're saying like, okay, here here are these forces. Use your forces and fight with them. And then he realizes that they're all real. So he's been both sending his own troops into death, and he's like twelve. And also wiping out just thousands of people, and and you know his his superior officer doesn't tell him because he says if you had known you wouldn't have been able to do what you need to do. So it reminded me of both of those things. Very a very very big you know I associate it more with the eighties to be honest than the nineties. Very big to have you know young people playing computer games that save save the world. The last Starfighter, last Starfighter, another, another mm. example. So Just I, last I yeah. like this concept, like all of those movies slash books that we just listed are great. And this is sort of dumbed down for, for cartoon, but, but like, it's a good, it's a good concept and the actual stuff that's being done like robot shark. Cool. Yeah. The robot, robot shark, shark is cool as hell. Well, let, uh, let, let's get into the episode uh, a little bit then. Cause we're talking about all the best parts. So we open up. It's a, it's a neighborhood castle. I know no other way to put this. This is in suburban United States. There's houses mm -hmm. and a whole community around it. And then this one block is just a giant castle, like from Europe, like a dragon's lair I <laughs> castle. Love and I don't understand where and how anybody thought this was, this was, this was a real thing. Like, are there castles just in the United States? This is not a thing I know about. I would argue that there are probably at least a half dozen of those in Los Angeles. In Los Angeles? Yeah, <laughs> for, there's, for to reals, there's there are, totally castles, dude. Like actual there, castles? Go on a walk sometime, Ray. Read a Whoa. book sometime, Ray. <laughs> Yo, where is the castle in Panorama City, Gina? Let me know and I'll walk there. Dear Lord. I haven't uh, explored the, the, the neighborhood enough, but there are definitely castles. in Gina, I had to tell there, you to look at Christmas decorations one street over from where you live. So this is, complaint is not coming. We're in the middle of a hard. pandemic. I'm doing my part to keep people safe. But there is an entire magic castle in Los Angeles. Oh, Raymond. excuse me. Now, if <laughs> Raymond, 
<laughs> well, no, no, if I'll this say had taken place in the Magic Castle, I would have been on board, just for the record. Uh, there are definitely castles up in the Hollywood Hills. Uh, I've, I've driven to some of them and delivered uh, Instacart to some of them. Uh, there are also like weird little pockets in just like in the greater metropolitan area. I used to live a little bit away from this place. I would just like walk by and I was like, huh, man, there's a lot of, a lot of hedges here. And then eventually I, I would just keep walking by there. And like one day I was like, wait a minute, this is, are these hedges like all around just like one place? Does this go around like, like the whole freaking block? And I finally like, like kind of got in there enough to realize like I kind of peeked through and I saw there was like this enormous, like, uh, like a state hidden See, uh, behind these hedges and i'm uh, like holy fuck is that like a fucking castle you just like almost, down like on 8th street you almost discovered a secret garden wow i almost did and then caught wow. typhus and but died but that's just <laughs> it there's a difference between an estate thank you and a castle like this is a medieval castle with like wide circular stairwells and torches hanging from the walls it looks like they don't even have electricity but of course they they tell this poor sucker contractor uh, to hook up their power supply because they claim to be a video game development company, which is maybe my favorite thing of the entire episode. <laughs> yeah, that's that a good part, cover. That, that part was believable. I've worked in some of these places. This holds up. Yeah, that's yeah. a good cover. I also think I also think it's smart of Cobra Commander. Like I, I, I thought this was a, a good bit of writing for because the guy, the contractor says, my kid loves video games when this is all up and running. Can I can I get a tour? And Cobra Commander in disguise says, yeah, of course. And then and then Destro also in disguise says, why the fuck are you saying you'll give his kid a tour? And he says, oh, of course, I'm not going to. But it's easier to say yes and, and then just never do it, which is something that people in L.A. do a lot about literally everything. Uh, and I thought it was some some a smart bit of writing. Like, yeah, we'll totally get coffee. A uh, person I don't want to get coffee with. <laughs> I also did my favorite GI Joe bit, which is Cobra Commander is, is is in disguise as a normal person. He takes his mask off to reveal he's been wearing the hood the whole time. Look, Look like you can do that bit nine noise. million times. I will never not love it. <laughs> it's, it's the best bit in GI Joe, and I'm here for it. Okay, so yeah, so. The computer gets online. This computer is called ASP, ASP, and and it it you would think it would stand for something, but it's it doesn't. Uh, I thought I wrote here, but I apparently did not exactly what ASP stood for, and it's not anything with the initials ASP. <laughs> it's like artificial computer to destroy GI Joe or something like that. <laughs> oh, Ray can't read. That's why he never reads books. Thank you. Well, I, the truth had to come out eventually. I'm that kid from that special head of the class episode. The one who likes feet? No, 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 well, the other one. That's every episode. That's <laughs> yeah. a special one. Yeah. Uh, a <laughs> on a very special foot-themed head of the class. He learns um, to read by writing letters on little girls' feet. You know what? If he's learning. <laughs> you know, not everybody learns the same, Gina. I have... I can't even say it out loud. Some people yeah, have yeah. a, no, a yeah. developmental issue where they can only learn by writing things on the feet of small children. <laughs> what is happening? This, this makes sense. Um, and there is a line that said here because they reveal the giant computer, this giant mainframe, tube looking, weird looking computer. And Metalhead says one of the weirdest things, and that's saying something, in all of Deke era G.I. Joe. Ask computer facility activated. 
Now that's my kind of woman. What in the serious fuck is he talking about? He's talking about the AI voice. He's talking about the super fuckable AI. Like that's, that's got like Kathleen gross. Turner, like I'm alive and I'm ready to take your computer command. No, it's see, like a- I got it. I think I think he was saying I like a woman who's giving commands. Oh, okay. I just saw it as a giant fifty foot terminal block with a lady voice and metalheads like, yeah, I'm gonna fuck it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it's probably. I mean, the dude gets horny for. He's the. He's the. He's like. The, he's like trash man. can man from the stand, yeah. except in, he gets horny over. Uh, well, I guess he. I guess he's. He gets horny over the exact same things. Yep. <laughs> so what I hear you saying is that trash can man from the stand is completely ripped off from Metalhead from Deke Era GI Joe. Thanks, Stephen King. How dare you impugn the mighty Matt Frewer that way? Uh, see, here's the thing. I I made the mistake of watching the newsstand and and uh, uh The newsstand is boring. That dude just wants you to pay for your copy of Variety. The newsstand on your way. He's sucks. boring. That trash can man sucks compared Because a newsstand is uh where people <laughs> used to buy newspapers and magazines oh, back Oh god. Then. I wish the trash <laughs> can man here was here right now to kill me. <laughs> I had to explain it because uh, I was reading a book to my kid. It was like jobs you could have, you know, and one of them was like newsstand. I'm like, oh, Jesus, <laughs> these don't exist. Uh, all right. Fine. And OK, this is a telephone uh, and it's a thing that you use to call. You don't play games on it. It's just just to talk with people. Uh, no, 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 not not video. You can't because it wasn't it was it was just the voice. And uh, uh, yeah, the the world is hard to explain now you know i talked to someone the other day who said he doesn't care if his kid learns cursive writing and i yes. died a little on the inside no was no cursive me? writing yeah cursive writing fucking sucks i will i will i will that's the rest of this podcast let's talk about fucking goddamn I, shitty look, ass here's the thing i don't want to get into it because i feel like i'll get angry uh, and you, you guys would not like me when I'm angry. But if the if the logic is when are you going to need this, that logic can be applied to literally everything you learn in school. When are you going to need math nowadays? When you when there are programs and calculators that do it for you? When are you going to need history? When like really? What are we all what are we all doing with our knowledge of past presidents and things like that? Like you could you could say that about everything. Well, for the past four years, Gina, I've been yearning. That's what I've been doing with my knowledge of past presidents. (laughs) (laughs) I would rather them learn how to type, uh, learn how to print uh, and then learn how to type with that curse of time. Yes, I'll take typing over curse of time. And that's our show. Thank you very much for tuning in. <laughs> so, okay, let's go ahead and move on here then, because we don't want Gina when she's angry. Uh, <laughs> not, of that, yeah. not, not of that kind of angry. We like different anger. My secret anger is I'm King. always angry. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, what, I, what I absolutely loved is, is, is it was clear that the people who wrote these video games, uh, video game things that get written on television, right, are almost universally written by people who have no goddamn clue what the hell a video game is. And it's one of my favorite things to watch in media is whenever a video game appears on, say, Law & Order SVU, it becomes painfully obvious 
that nobody involved has ever played a video game before or or has heard of one because this kid weirdly how many gi joe writers afterwards went on to write video games but also, probably like them no, pretty but, high percentage but also are you saying that because they're typing in commands because because i actually thought oh this this is pretty accurate like uh uh like computer games back then if you if you've watched war games recently you have to type in commands it's not just it's not like you don't have you don't have a video game controller or anything like that well, Gina, this is where I'd probably uh, uh, disagree with you to a certain point, because in the year 1992, when this game came out, uh, such games existed such as Mortal Kombat. Yeah, uh, yes, I, Super I Mario agree, Kart. But, but, ver- but very clearly, like it, it's not like they're pulling this out of their ass. They were just no. doing an older form of computer games, by the way, not not video games in this. It's, it's correct. Yeah. clearly a computer. So this it's kid's not- still playing Zork. Yeah, like it's Whoa, not it's I'm not like they're it's, it's not like they're doing something that never existed and and clearly especially if you're a slightly older writer that's used to yeah. computer games but like even I remember playing computer games on my Apple 2GS where you typed things in uh and and that's that's what they're showing it's not it's not totally off base I mean that was totally a thing I, back in 1995 1985 Ray, there's no question Ray, Yes I think Gina must have uh, had to write a video game episode of the Unicorn, and the writers' room was probably like, uh, uh, "What what what Final Fantasy we on? Like eight, nine? Yeah, just put it in there. Yeah, five, yeah, I'm playing the new Final Fantasy nine, Dad. <laughs> I feel like I feel like Gina's working some stuff out right now. Oh boy, let Is her go. Gina, blink twice if you're on a video game episode of the Unicorn. <laughs> You know, by I, 1992. I will say, here's the thing. I will say about the unicorn, which is this is this podcast coming out before Thursday? Who knows? Uh, this Probably Thursday not. is my episode of the unicorn. Oh, okay. so if it's Friday, you can go on CBS.com and watch Thank that you. shit right now. Thank there you. you. Uh, watch the for, video game episode of the unicorn. Free. No, but it <laughs> is a room escape episode of. Oh, uh, look at you! And, oh, okay. and I was able to pull on our the experience of us going to a room escape that I think Melissa was the one who set that up. Right. That's Sweet. awesome. We talk about the the virus room. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. Uh, yeah, it was fun, and then also my my. 8,000 logged episodes of, of online point and click room escape <laughs> games as well. But, uh, uh, but yeah, tell Melissa, she made me a pretty penny on unicorn wow. script. Well, obviously we're going to be checking that one out. Look, uh, can I tell the story of how I got mad at you about video game representation in the unicorn season one? <laughs> <laughs> Am I allowed to tell that story? Yeah, sure. Tell whatever you want. I just, I reached out to Gina. I was watching the unicorn. I'm not going to get back called back for season two. <laughs> Fuck it. I no, was well, because I actually brought this up in the room after you told me. Thank so you. It's Thank not, you. It's not okay. a secret. It's uh, not, it's not horrible. But, but I don't think you realize how many things are plugged in and uh, how many moving parts there are in in an episode of TV. And so they do not care that the that the Xbox controllers didn't properly light up. So thank you. That's the story I'm trying to tell. (laughs) 
is I, I was watching the unicorn and the kids were playing Xbox and I was like, that's awesome. Good job. And then I'm watching as the kids are playing with the wireless controllers, but the light wasn't on. So the controllers were clearly turned off when they were playing it. And I got viscerally upset. This is a whole episode about us getting upset about random things. Apparently, <laughs> I got very, very upset. And I immediately went to the chat and I went, Jaina, you have to fix this immediately. The controllers aren't even turned on. And the fact that you even brought that bullshit to their attention, Gina, I thank you. I bring everything to their attention. It's why I'm hated. <laughs> it was i mean uh, uh look i don't even know necessarily like what the correct answer is you could have even just like taped a white sticker of the xbox logo like over the top so it would have just appeared on from a distance i don't know there maybe are, i should have suggested there are, that here's the thing there are a lot of there are first of all a billion legal things to deal with anytime you're showing an actual product so in in some cases you can reference a game but not show gameplay in some in some cases you can uh show gameplay but not say the title of the game in some in some cases you can't have certain things turned on so i don't know what the actual thing was i i do remember i brought it up and they said our audience is eight thousand years old uh, no, I'm sure or I'm the only that person. Maybe was just who in my mind. I can't remember. I can't remember. <laughs> Nothing that I say here is a is. I am not a representative of CBS, CBS, or the Unicorn. All opinions expressed are my own. Thank you. <laughs> no, of course, and that's understood because clearly they don't listen anyway. Because after the first five plus years of this show, <laughs> it would have been yeah, over you're... if they've been listening. So what is this? Why I'm what? not getting dates? Is this why I'm not getting dates with boys anymore? Because they've been listening to the old po- old podcast episodes, or is it because we were in a pandemic and I haven't left my apartment in a year? Listen, probably the first listen. One. We're we're doing the best we can to get Brett Goldstein to listen to this <laughs> podcast so that he will swoop in and carry you away to London, where he will uh, both date you and uh, put you in the uh, writers' room it's of uh, season want. two of Ted Lasso. It's all I'm asking. It's not too That's much. Fine. It's not too it much. A small thing. It is. Uh, it's not too so, much to ask. We both like the Muppets. What more does he want in a relationship? <laughs> we both podcast and we both like the Muppets. I don't know what else he wants. Thank you. <laughs> He's Thank really you. being unreasonable at this point, I think. So, yeah. you know, you let him know that. Yeah. Who does he think he is? Also, if I do ever meet him and end up dating him, I'm going to have to pretend that these podcast episodes don't exist or it will become creepy. <laughs> no, that's some other Gina Ippolito. <laughs> Not this one. <laughs> uh, I mean, the point. Yes. I'm just assuming that that's a thing that all of us do uh, in our regular day to day lives. We disavow knowledge of this podcast. <laughs> Given how well we promote this show, it seems to be that is the case. Hey, I mean, we're pretty good at it. Look, uh, just tell me where to promote. And I'll do it. I tweeted once. <laughs> I, I mean what more again we're being unreasonable to ask for anything <laughs> now the whole point of me bringing up the video games is the fact that they they play the game he blows up an enemy and then just shuts the whole thing down and they go eleven thousand five hundred points holy <laughs> shit and they're high-fiving and i'm just like what fucking world is this like i understand that those computer games existed but i it, you don't beat a common enemy shut the whole thing down and high-five your friend and, and go about your day i don't know that was Beg weird to me to differ Sir, <laughs> I mean, what you do point? when the video game is just foreplay, uh, oh. and you're just doing it just to, you know, like, 
okay, well, now that we're loosened up, what do you say we just take our shirts off, you know, and explore? <gasps> the Burger King Kids Club are going to fuck? I mean, that's what uh, Chad is implying right now. I'm saying that sometimes they have to stop. Okay. <laughs> I mean, fair. G.I. Joe will return after these messages. Nobody beats G.I. But the fox had better look out for the Cobra Stiletto. Cobra Stiletto's giving Joe the chase, then blasting its way into outer space. And on the Warthog is Sergeant Slaughter. But nobody beats G.I. Joe, the G.I. Joe Warthog. Over the water and in the fog, the Warthog fights like a rabbit dog. But nobody beats G.I. Joe, a real American hero. Stiletto comes with pilot, Desert Fox with driver, Warthog with Sergeant Slaughter. Joe, Joe! Back to G.I. Joe. So, okay. So here's another wild thing right now. So they were playing a game and the kid's like, hey, I got these blueprints to this Cobra base. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just part of the video him. game. Again, this isn't crazy. Like you're acting like these things never existed. Like, like video games didn't used to come with maps. No, 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 no. That's not a video game. He actually had, he says, my dad's working at this video game company. I have blueprints of the building. Let's go break in through the sewers. Oh, because this yeah. Is, this is what normal kids do. Uh, yeah. Haven't you ever, like, it's like you've never seen Goonies or literally any, any 80s or 90s movie about kids going on an adventure. I hate those movies. I hate them all. God, you're, you're I a hate grumpy old man. I hate them the almost as much as I hate go children into, in suits. They go like underground. What? What is? What is? You? And you? I would have thought you of all people would have loved this. Kids Gina, going on I would adventure thought, involved video games. And I would think that Gina of all people you would hate this because they say, "Hey, we have an inv- an invitation to go here at some point. So who cares if we just force ourselves through using deception and get in when we're not invited?" Yeah. I'm not saying I like the kids. I started out by saying I hate these kids. I'm just saying <laughs> you're, you're giving me a solid episode of G.I. Joe where people think they're playing a video game, but really it's real life. And I think See, that's pretty cool. If you replace the kids with Metalhead, I think I feel a lot better about this episode. And if Metalhead think he's playing a video game and it turns out they've been deceiving the whole time, because here we go. We got, they got, they say, we got an invitation to go to the video game company at some point. So let's use this blueprint and break in through the sewers because that's cool. That's fine. They'll, they'll, they'll think it's cool. And so the security robots that Cobra set up, because this giant important computer that can end the world has no security outside of like a motion detector that goes off with no information. And so the people involved never seem to have any interest in going down there to see what the heck is going on because it goes off and say there's motion in the computer room where the World War III computer is. And they go, ah, it's probably just, you know, Destro down there. That's fine. I'm not going to bother it. Let's just turn the turn off the security. Here's the thing. Like, yeah, yes, these are all these all require you to suspend your disbelief that they that they each assume that someone else is down there doing that. But it's not it's by far not the worst thing that any episode of G.I. Joe has ever done. And it's literally just them saying, "Eh, all right, it's probably this person. And honestly, they have a little funny line where one of the kids is like, yeah, bang. Like, oh, pow. And they're like, yup, that's that. That's that idiot. Uh, metalhead. Metalhead, because he always does the bang pow. And I was like, that's that's pretty funny because he does sound like an overexcited kid. 
So it's not, I mean, you're not watching like season six of Westworld here, Ray. Like, you know, <laughs> you're like, you're like, oh, the kids are being jerks and sneaking into what they think is a video game factory. Yeah, that's not that unbelievable. It's not that crazy. And the kid knows he's not supposed to be there. He's just trying to convince his buddy by saying like, yeah, it's fine. We've got it. We've got an invitation. He doesn't really think it's fine. He knows they need to sneak uh, in. I don't know. But you're acting like this is, this is, you know, HP. HBO's Watchmen and and the the writing should be more sophisticated. But this is, and I can't believe I find myself defending him. It's a cartoon uh, yeah, wow. for kids that that I think all in all has a pretty interesting plot. No, look, the plot is fine. It's the okay. I'll get I'll get to I'll keep going, Gina, and we'll see if we can win you over to my point I, of view. Anyway, on Chan this. has not weighed in on any of this. He hates us. He we we wiped him. I wiped him out when I made fun of Shit's Creek. Uh, he's just, I, I took out his little Chan heart and I stepped on it. And now he's, he's just wants to leave to make baked goods. Look, I, I came in to shit on SNL and I got <laughs> flipped on me and all of a sudden we were shitting on Shit's Creek. I'm like, what is even happening here? And now we got to go do GI Joe. <laughs> so, okay. So the kid, he, the kid opened, he turns on the computer and is fully accessing it like right away, which is just wild. Again, the fact that this thing can be launched and played with and, and forces actually put into the field with nobody seeming to care, uh, uh, to know what's actually happening blows my mind. Uh, uh, even if it's a program for kids, uh, <laughs> Uh, they Again, start attacking even, the G.I. Joe bases. It's not even kind of the most unbelievable thing in the G.I. Joe universe. And I'm including original Sunbow era. No, I mean, listen, G.I. Joe, when it first opened, if we look at those original miniseries, like we had a Cobra base, right? If the Pyramid of Darkness, remember when Shipwreck and Snake Eyes had to do a voice matching uh, uh, Hail Cobra Commander, the Great Snake Rules Forever. And when they failed this voice encryption test that the whole rooms sealed off for them and then buzz saws and the ceiling was falling and they were all about to be murdered cut to cobra four years in the future can't even put up a camera with a video aspect to it in their most important computer room on the planet they've I'm fallen just saying, on hard times which has been well rough. established <laughs> also they have guards around the perimeter they they're just and and here's the thing i get it because they're definitely dumber in this deke era sure uh, and too dumb to sort of put guards at the sewer but also there's probably only one person that actually knows this place exists outside of cobra and that's the that's the kid's dad so they're not thinking oh there's gonna like be a couple kids breaking in that's the whole situation here is they put all of their eggs in the uh, hiding basket or like they put all their points into uh, a stealth. Okay. And uh -huh, they didn't put uh -huh. any points into constitution or strength or intelligence was any of the other shit. So, uh, you know, uh, uh, some, someone snuck in, you know, bad luck uh, or, you know, just hired the wrong dude. Um, and yeah, they got fucked for it. So I mean, it's true. Hard. So yeah. the, hard. Kid, the kid launches an attack thinking he's playing a video game and he says, oh, this video game is blow up G.I. Joe bases. Cool. So uh, we cut to the G.I. Joe base where the attack is being launched upon. And it occurred to me that the character of Grunt in Deke era G.I. Joe looks exactly like General Hawk in the Sunbow era. And it's maddening oh. that he has kind of the same helmet, the same out kind of sim similar outfit. 
and a kind of a similar personality, quite frankly, not exactly, but close enough that like, oh, that's I, when it came out. I'm like, oh, that's real General Hawk. They brought him back and they were like, hey, grunt. And I was like, no, <laughs> kick me in the nuts again, please, please. Eerily for spite. Oh, man. So uh, he ends up capturing Overkill, who is the robot uh, that we met in that one ninja episode, if I remember correctly. Because uh, he was leading bats or something like that. Maybe it was a different episode. Who knows? But Overkill is a giant robot. It's a giant robot. No, he's not. He's a man-sized robot, uh, uh, assassin-type character. Uh-huh. They, uh, he gets captured by Grunt, and they they interrogate him because they sort of like escape with him, uh, uh, and that's and that's totally fine. They they don't really get anything out of him other than there's a computer AI that is in charge of all of this. They sort of figure that out because the voices keep changing because the asp ends up taking over the forces. Uh, X, Y, and Z. So the kids back home, they see grunts doing the interrogation or whatever. And they say, Hey, let's, this is how, again, this is the part I actually liked about the game, because when it comes to these kind of open world, Skyrim fallout kind of games, you often make your own meaning throughout the story and you have things that are important to, to you that would never be important to any other person playing this game. So they're in the middle of this giant war game to blow up the GI Joe bases. And they have one random gi joe member named grunt and they're just like yo what if we just change all the dynamic and just try to kill grunt (laughs) yeah i i was honestly well on board for that moment because i loved it because how many times in skyrim i mean look i played skyrim and i got to the first town and there was a love thing going on two people were trying to set up the other so the girl would reject them because she was kind of into both of them so i ended up getting it set up so they were both out of the picture and then i started dating her myself now there's no good reason (laughs) to do that but it, it, it it gained meaning for me like what if you get with that with that young uh tavern lady and uh, I did. It's terrible. Yes, yeah, I'm bragging. Yeah, I I enjoy I enjoy the fact that the rest of the episode just comes. We must destroy Grunt, and he's like, the fuck? <laughs> yes, yes. Like he's just like one of many Joes, and he's he's basically for the rest of the episode like, why? What's why? Why am I? Why are you going after me? What's happening? And they're just like, we gonna kill you, and they're ignoring the rest and just being like, yeah, Everything we got our our primary directive is kill Grunt, oh, and he's God. like, but why? And I I thought this added a nice little a nice little funny layer. Yeah, that, that that these kids become fixated on, which you know, when you play, like a lot of times when when I know when I play video games and there's a bunch of people, I'm like, all right, kill this one guy first, just focus on this one guy that I'm gonna kill, and then I'll focus on all the others because you don't want to be spreading yourself too thin. And that one guy is Grunt, but ne- but he's he's alive and wondering what the <laughs> hell is going on. And yeah, I thought kind of liked it. Grunt is a very low level Joe. He always has been. He's, you know, you have the standard issue Joes who all look exactly the same and dress the same and don't get cool code names. Grunt is like one notch above that. He barely got promoted from standard issue Joe, uh, which is, which is hilarious to me. Cause yeah. And, and when you play video games to what you said, Gina, often you're just in a room and you're just like, fuck that one guy in particular. <laughs> I'm going to shoot yeah. him for, and I, they did that to Grunt. Here's the deal. I love that. That made me that made me laugh uproariously. Also, it made me laugh uproariously that they start saying, we're going to go kill Grunt. So Grunt's first move out the gate is to hide behind giant barrels of fuel. <laughs> yeah. He wants, he wants to make it easy for him. <laughs> Not just that. There were barrels of fuel hung in suspension above those other barrels of fuel. Because they get shot, fall down, and they have to dive as all the fuel is going to explode. At this point, Overkill manages to stack a uh, tracking device on Grunt and let the games begin. 
because he never finds it for the record. He never finds that tracking device in this episode. Uh, oh. He never does. Cobra will be able to track that. Grunt till the end of time, uh, except their computer blew up. So I don't know. Uh, and, and Chan, this is the second line that I was hoping to have because Grunt says something real kind of real kind of weird, real kind of double entendre when he's talking about uh, uh, when he's talking about the robots. And even though I don't know what turns you on, I do know what turns you off. Now, look, that's not the first time he said that to somebody. <laughs> Yeah, it is. It is a weird phrasing. I get that they're there. I get what they're going for, but it's a very weird phrasing in a kid's cartoon because they're going for a double entendre and kids shouldn't be getting that meaning. I uh, yeah, this it definitely feels like um, the writers were uh, just having their own fun. Like they had been given just like horrible restrictions like, all right, uh, yeah, this script's nice, but uh uh, why don't you put uh, two kids in there instead of Metalhead being the, like the crazy little like, What the fuck? What? No, that doesn't even make sense. Why would we have it? Yeah, just do it because uh, kids really like seeing kids in uh, G.I. Joe's. <laughs> and then by that time, they're like, oh, fuck you then. I'm going to put this thing in here about fucking a robot. See, this get past standards of practices. And no one was paying attention. So there it goes. And then, you know, so this, these these all feel like uh, uh, fuck yous from the writers. Jen, I'm to, not going to lie. Uh, uh, Chan, your Chicago accent is magical. Thank you. Thank you. I did I, guys and dolls in high school. I, I know what stuff. I was feeling it. <laughs> uh, absolutely. So they, they, they grab Overkill and they attach him to the, their escape helicopter and they sort of take off with Overkill being like, we'll study this guy later. Uh, that's totally fine. And this is the part where Des- they, we cut back to Cobra. Destro gets the audio of the room and he hears people saying whiz bang hurrah. And he goes, oh, that's just metalhead. That's fine. Yeah. I, was I the only one that thought that bit was kind of delightful? It was kind of funny, but I I was already kind of in a hate moment with this whole this whole angle. So. I think it, under any other circumstances, I think someone some stupid little shit of a Burger King kids club is celebrating his stupid friend winning a video game, and then and then Cobra Commander and Destro being like, "Ah, that's just metalhead." I think that under any other circumstance, that's pretty funny. Uh, I, <laughs> I mean, did, here's the deal. I, okay. Yeah, yeah. The 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 feeling that I was getting was that. Uh, like, ugh, this is like a like a farce where, uh, you know, just like all sorts of silly things happen. Uh, very uh, like th- uh, an episode of Three's Company, which, okay. you know, really takes a kind of uh, a particular feel to like uh, make happen. And when it happens at a kid's show, it's like, ugh, well, like it's obvious, like it's obvious plot devices that are that people have to be stupid to, you know, uh, let happen. Whereas, you know, like if you did. If you did this exact same uh, episode, take this exact script and put it into an episode of Three's Company, I'd be totally like, yeah. I mean, throw in a few more times of John Ritter, like falling over the couch. But basically, I'm on board with all of this. That's what I'm saying. All I'm saying is that the script itself, the the idea of the episode is not is not bad. Uh, look, you guys are winning me over a little bit. The Three's Company angle, I think, was it was pretty inspired. I'm now thinking of like Deflator Mouse or any opera that revolves around people putting on a tiny mask and having nobody in their personal lives recognize them uh, under any circumstances, uh, because that is 90% of all operas, ladies and gentlemen. Deflator Mouse is a story about people who want to go uh, uh, cheat on their significant others, so they put on tiny masks and go to a party, and then they end up hooking up with each other thinking that they're cheating. It's like that one popular song um 
uh, uh, the Pina Colada song. That's what I'm thinking of. There we go. So the <laughs> Pina Colada song Pina inspired Colada song and not Eyes Wide Shut. I do not understand how your brain operates. You know what? I wasn't as into Kubrick when that was a thing. So, you know, there we go. That's a lie. I was totally into him. But that movie's not that good. Okay. So, so Cobra Commander joins Destro. And they and Metalhead has been sent to the room to uh, check and see what's going on with the kids. And another plot point. other th- The plot points of this are amazing because we set up Grunt gets the device put on him. Never finds it. Metalhead was sent to the castle to to see what was going on in that room after the security got tripped and just comes back at the end having no idea what anybody's talking about (laughs) and i'll be honest that did kind of make me laugh a little bit the fact that we just check off's metalhead's disappearance and he just shows up eating like a piece of ribs or something he's just like what (laughs) i don't all right that was kind of delightful okay so yeah so we we take grunts to the arctic base at which point we get introduced to some sort of weird Cobra vehicle, but more importantly, a robot shark. Uh, a again, robot shark. Again, dope. Nope. Dope. Nope. I, I, I was definitely off. I was already off the bus here, but I I st- had I, I flagged down the bus so that the uh, bus driver would stop and I would run up and open the door <laughs> and he would say, you want to get back on? I'm like, no, fuck you. And then walk away again. <laughs> you got so, a problem with uh, robot sharks? How can you? <laughs> Okay, robots cool. Sharks cool. Robot sharks cool. A robot shark with a mass of of uh, very vulnerable pipes on the outside oh, that so will short circuit with the when robot stabbed with the anything sharp. Of the robot shark, that's your problem with the robot shark. Uh, you know, here, if okay. it's if it's a robot that is very susceptible to water. Uh, you know what? Cool. Let's fix that that uh, that flaw in the design, and then set the thing free into the water. Uh, look, all if you skip all, that step, aren't all of these prototypes like? Isn't part of this that it's not operational yet? Because at some point, Destro even says, if he keeps playing with them, he's going to wreck them because they're not ready. So I assume that this that this robot shark, just like a lot of the other things here, there it's pro, it's a prototype. And at some point, one of them says, like, "Oh shit! If you do this, that shark, it's gonna blow up." So yeah, it's got exposed wires, but I, I isn't it that like if you touch those, it's gonna explode? See, this is where my problem came from because we meet the robot shark and they go, "Yo, a wetsuit," because they put wetsuit down there in a different outfit. It upset me, and they just well, let's send a guy and take care of it. Sure, and so uh, he gets attacked by the robot shark, and they're like, "Yo, don't shoot it because it will probably blow up if you try to shoot it." And he's like, "Great," and then it bites off the end of his uh, spear weapon anyway, and he's like, "Cool." And then it starts like coming, and it's much bigger than him, and it's like coming at him with its giant teeth, and it's trying to eat him. And, and he kind of gets away from it. I'm like, how? Okay, writer, you've brought me into this interesting predicament. How do you get yourself out of it? And the answer is he pulls out a screwdriver, swims up underneath it somehow and catches up to it, unscrews the panel, and then just like rips out some wires so the thing just stops working. No, the thing here, here was my problem with it. The thing blows up. So they said, they, they, yeah, it blows up. So they, 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 up. they say at the beginning, Oh crap! We can't shoot it because it'll blow up. So I was thinking, oh, anything, anything you do, this is going to be one of those situations where anything you do to it, it, it like it's going to blow up. So you have to, I like that. You have to sort of, you know, swim it maybe into a cave, and then you get out a little hole, and it blows up in the cave, so it doesn't do too much damage or whatever. 
Yeah. But but then it ends up just blowing up near him anyway, and that's it. That's his fix. Was I the only I th- one I that remembered it, was- it blew up? I thought it was the laser that was going to set off like a big bomb, but you know, they, they sort of like defused it by like stabbing it and short circuiting it and it still exploded, but it wasn't like a thermonuclear reaction. Oh, so that, it's just that a smaller explosion. Is that, is yeah. that okay? Uh, the That's fact, what that, I the took fact away. that three of us watched it at three different takes on it, I think sort of proves <laughs> that, that it's, that it's definitely like a bad part of the story. But I maintain that underwater fight with a shark is cool. It reminds me of the very difficult Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles level of video games. <laughs> the water episode where you have to defuse the bombs underground, and it was very hard. And then when you finally manage to get past it, the next level is too hard to get past. That's, that's my experience <laughs> with it. Never got past that next level. It's, it's just so upsetting for me. Like, you know, uh, uh, oh, no, he – so uh, – I'm, I'm, I'm actually, I put it on right now just so I could get another idea of what the heck is going on here because the people need to know. We do take lots of notes, but oftentimes some of this stuff just escapes us, especially me because I miss everything. He electrocutes the shark by just sticking a screwdriver into it. He doesn't even pull wires out. And then the shark just sort of zips on a slightly further and then does in fact blow up. So yeah. Dina, you absolutely got that correct. But it blows up very, very moderately to the point where he's just sort of pushed through the water a little bit. But a big old explosion rips through the surface and everybody thinks he's dead uh-huh. until, of course, two seconds later, they find out that he is not. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. It, it blows up near him anyway. Uh, uh, but but yeah, underwater, you know, robot shark underwater that blows up. You're telling me if you were a kid, you wouldn't think that was cool as crap. No, that is cool as crap. I, I think that yeah. now. So no, I'll take it back. <laughs> the, the, this uh, as, as Deke has gone along, I've been having to try and put myself back into that space of like a like a nine year old boy, and uh, a lot of this stuff does uh, uh, tick the boxes yeah. for nine year old Chan. Sure, um, I am just so goddamn sick of my nine year old self. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. And I thought I was done with him. Glad to be done with him. And now I got to bring him back. Fuck that kid. I'm going to kick him in the nuts if I see him again. I uh, look, I I can't believe I'm the one that's defending a Deke episode. Uh, but again, I, I think the the bones are all there. There have definitely been other episodes of uh, there have definitely been other Deke episodes where there's no bones at all. It's just a jellyfish. Uh, Absolutely. And and this is not one of those. If someone if someone came to me and said, "Hey, can you write us an episode where like where Cobra has desi- has designed this entire elaborate computer system that controls a bunch of different badass shit to unleash upon the Joes? It's in prototype mode. Two kids stumble upon it and think it's a real video game. That's you're giving me a lot to work with. Hmm. Interesting. All right. Well, meanwhile, uh, with the sharks going on, some vehicles attack Grunt. He shoots a hole and they fall in the hole. So, yeah, pretty prototype right there. <laughs> they they couldn't avoid a giant hole and they fall into it and Grunt is fine once again. So let's get to it. They figure out, finally, uh, they kind of reverse engineer some transmission or something and they find out the castle in the United States where this they, all these uh, signals are coming from somehow. G.I. Joe figures it out. So the grunt is leading a team because he's just like, I still don't know what the F is happening and why they keep coming after me or for what reason. So grunt is like the first one in the door. They attack the castle. The defenses come up and this is, and even then 
even in the middle of literally the place where these kids are standing in the neighborhood they live in are now under attack by G.I. Joe real people. They still can't put it together, even as the explosions are happening around them. No, that this thing is real. They they put it together. It's not like they stretched out for five minutes in real time. It's like a minute. Like they like they they show up and they're like, okay, what the fuck is going on here? And no. hold on, wait a minute, hold on. Oh no, who's that? He must be a cop. He <laughs> must be a cop. You know. Look, Wait, cops like, blow a hole in your roof. I mean, Jesus, it's the fuzz. Seriously, two little kids, it, like anyone in a uniform, like, you know, I, like I probably couldn't tell that. I mean, if these kids are like 12, then they're dumb as shit. But if they're like five, they're not five. But they're not five. But like the kids watching it probably are. And, and he's it's got not, an army helmet. Not a crazy army regalia. Leap to make. He comes busting through a ceiling. Not just that. Flips it's down the- with a rifle. It's Grunt. It's the guy you literally said, fuck that guy and sent everyone to kill him. And it's been the center Yo, of your life for the last like hour. But there's not, they didn't see a real picture of it. You're telling me that it, yes, that, yes, that they saw, did. No, no. You're telling me that if you saw a computer, like if you saw a two bit computer image of Carmen Sandiego and then yeah. saw a woman in, in the real world wearing a trench coat and a red hat, you would immediately, you nine-year-old Ray would immediately go, hey, look, it's Carmen Sandiego. Now, hold on a sec. Now, Gina, if nine-year-old Ray is playing Carmen Sandiego and I am still in the middle of playing Carmen Sandiego and a hole blows open in the ceiling and a woman with a red jacket and red hat falls in, yes, I goddamn nope. think that's Carmen Sandiego. Nope. nope. I definitely don't think it's the cops. Uh, I think if we're thinking of like uh, you're playing E.T. on the old Atari 2600, like <laughs> Boom, out of your uh, closet falls this E.T. with a bunch of Reese's Pieces. Yeah, your first thought probably isn't like, oh, E.T. I imagine your first thought is, uh, ah, wrinkled ball sack (laughs) with peanut candies. What is happening? Am I still high? Also, have you ever like like legitimately have you ever seen a kid in the middle in the middle of a crisis? Like, have you ever seen it? I know like neither of your kids are nine. But like, if you've ever seen a kid be startled in the middle of a crisis, all rational thought goes out of their head. Like it, it is not like we used to do when I was little. We would do these family drills, you know. Like in it, it, since it was like the eighties and early nineties, people were big on being prepared for things. So we would do family drills of here's what we do if it's if there's a fire in the house, for instance. And for us, it That's was it was you know like my my dad would would go down first and then my mom would hand him my brother and then she would hand him me and, and, but we would also sort of climb and, uh, and like, you know, in, in terms of real crisis, kids don't know what the fuck is going on. Like they're, they're just like, like loud noises and shit happening. And, and everyone, like I got my tooth kicked out on the, on the, uh, on the playground one time. And I was on the monkey bars and a girl and a girl flipped over, kicked my tooth out. And I didn't realize my tooth was gone. The other front tooth had been missing, like because I had lost it a few weeks Uh, earlier. And I remember blood pouring down my mouth, didn't know I was bleeding. And and one of the like, you know, school attendants was like, oh, my God, Gina, are you okay? You're missing it. You're missing a tooth. 
And I said, nah, I lost that one already. That one was already gone. And they said, no, no, your, your tooth is gone. And I argued with this person for like a full minute <laughs> and until they were like, your face is bleeding. You may have been missing another tooth, but your other tooth got kicked out. And until I reached up and touched it and my hand came away with blood and I was like, what the hell? I didn't know what the hell they were trying to tell me, even though someone had just kicked me in the face real hard. <laughs> yes, I guess the point, uh, the thing that bothers me is that they've been trying to kill Grunt for hours now, apparently. Grunt literally attacks their base in the game, comes into the room that they're in physically, and they essentially look at him and go, you're not real. <laughs> Have you ever, I, I, have you ever I, seen how kids think all bearded men are the same men, Ray? Have you ever seen kids well, we are. that are afraid of Santa Claus and then and then they see grandpa and grandpa has a beard all of a sudden and they're like, who the fuck is this man that I don't trust? Kids don't can't like they're not going to see someone on a video game screen and then see an adult man in front of them and go, hey, you're the guy from my video game. I think kids are more sophisticated than that. I do believe it. I would have recognized Carmen nope. San Diego when she came read, in. You can't even read, Ray. You can't even read, and you're telling me no. at nine you would have been a, a genius mastermind who knows what video game people look like in real life, and you could pick them out of a lineup. I mean, yes, yes to all of the above. Nope. That is exactly I, I what I'm with saying. This. I disagree with your <laughs> you're you're giving yourself credit for being smarter than you were. I mean, also probably true. So they end up blowing up the castle. That's it. We're basically at the end of the episode. They blow up the castle, and, and we find out, and this is weird to me. This is weird to you guys. We find out that Metalhead, Destro, and Cobra Commander were in some other location the whole time. Because I That's just assumed why, that they were yeah. up, upstairs in the castle. You know, oh, at the no. beginning, I thought that, and then when he still didn't go down... Uh, then I was like, oh yeah, they're far away. So they're, you know, they can't really access. Yeah. It, it makes it, it makes it less crazy that they're not just yeah. walking down some stairs. I mean, fair uh, enough because the whole, half the episode, I would say most of the episode, I thought they were just upstairs and refused to go down. And then like very end, they show Destro like looking at a monitor of the castle and he's like, well, fuck that castle. And I'm just like, oh, wait, what? Huh? Uh, Is this Legion? Let's. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you skipped over you the the uh, blowing up of the building as if it weren't no thing. The computer decides to self destruct to take out uh, a grunt because I love it. that's I love this. That's what happens when you yeah when you tell a computer to do a thing. It's like in two thousand one, Hal has to kill everybody because he gets conflicting you know uh, commands. Uh, how fucked up is this countdown though? It all costs twenty seconds to conquest of grunt. 20. 16 seconds to conflict. 16. Kids, we've got to get out of here. There was no pause between that? Conquest of Grunt. 12. Four second counter. Now, what's really weird about that is it. 16, 12. No, no, no. That's what the computer says. Yeah, I'm saying, is it, oh, you're you're upset because they're not like, they're not like even numbers or something? They're not like. No, they are even numbers, Gina. No, no, they're I mean, like, they're numbers. not like every two seconds or every five seconds. It's like every, it's like a weird. Hold on. What, what countdowns are you listening to that are every two seconds? <laughs> I'm, I'm asking you. T I'm minus trying 10. To out what your problem is. Eight. Six. six four. I'm trying to figure out what your, problem, what your problem is. No one's going to count down from 20. 
Well, uh, yeah, part... but no one's going to count 2016 12 either. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That is the weirdest yeah. thing I've I'll, ever I'll heard. I'll give you that one. That's true. <laughs> Well, I guess if the computer's if the computer's mission is to is to destroy Grunt and it's going to self destruct to do it, why have a countdown at all? Why not just blow up? <laughs> I think the computer's I don't just understand. it's just fucking with them at this point because they know I mean, they know no one can escape a building in sixteen seconds. So it's like here's what we're here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna do it. It's like in Spaceballs when the when she's counting down, uh, she skips a number and they get upset and she's like, "Just kidding." That was great. Good bit. <laughs> Uh, and there's my favorite sound quote where they're they're talking about it afterwards. And also, I'm kind of really upset. These kids face no consequences for their actions. They probably killed people. <laughs> and they, yeah, and they, I, these I mean, kids were later seen at a, at, a, at a TGI Fridays doing white power signals <laughs> on the cameras. So I'm just I'm just not okay with this. One of those kids is black, so that's really weird. But I I will say that you know usually after a traumatic incident in the 80s or 90s, people would be like, well, kids will be kids. That's true, I guess. That that's part of the problem, I think, of how we got to today. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. Uh Ender Wiggin got a medal after he killed off the uh ants, so I thought you didn't read it. That was Ray, Gina. That well, was Ray. You, did, you, didn't, you didn't back not me up. Robert Clark Chan. When I was giving when I was giving an explanation of what it was, you didn't say, like, yep. Yes. We all assume that Chan's were, read the book. When you we were always giving up Chan read the book. When you were giving a very poor book report on Ender's Game, <laughs> I wasn't going to jump in and correct you. You got the broad strokes right, that's and all, it's all, that's Ray, all Ray can handle. Anyway. All, Ray can only handle the broad strokes. I didn't want to get, get into the whole thing. Can I get my last thing. sound pull? No, I, no, no, we never want to do that. Chan, can we get my final sound pull? Because I think the kid from this episode perfectly summed up this episode with one of his final lines in the episode. Gee, Drunk, we're sorry. It was pretty dumb. Yeah, yes, it was. It was pretty dumb. That's how I felt watching this episode. That's how I feel now. If I could sum up this episode in one line, it would be, it was pretty dumb. No, again, if I were to broad strokes this episode, it sounds pretty cool. Yes, and then you watch it and wonder what happened. <laughs> and you wonder, like, could they have cast John Ritter in at least one of these roles? Maybe? Thank you. There's a lot of G.I. Joe's. Like, you guys need to lower your expectations when it comes to Deke episodes. You're still you're you're you guys are 80 year old men judging your current women based on who you could date when you were 20 year old men. And that is not the case anymore. You need to adjust your expectations oh, as Gina. you move through life. This metaphor doesn't work with the two men you're talking to right now. You realize <laughs> yeah, that, right? I'm just if, if I can get my dick wet at 80, I don't give a crap what she looks like. Yeah. Or he or it. Like I will I will you fuck a robot shark at that age if yeah. you let me. And then we can all agree that robot sharks are awesome. Yes, I mean, when I become yeah. a 90-year-old man, you damn straight. I'm going to be like, more robot sharks, please. <laughs> oh my goodness, it's the only way I can get any feeling down there. <laughs> Is when it blows I, up around your penis. Yeah. <laughs> I don't always agree with Chan, but I don't think I've ever agreed with Chan more than this moment. <laughs> Let me tell you. Yes. So that was Keyboard Warriors. We only have four more episodes of Deke era G.I. Joe. Oh, and guys, what? we haven't said exactly what we've got planned for these last four episodes, but I will say coming up. Uh, in the next few weeks, it won't be right away, but a few weeks from as we as we record this tonight, we have some very, very surprise special stuff that we were able to pull off and make happen. 
uh, uh, assuming that it still goes through. Ugh, that's why we're not saying it out loud. We don't want to jinx it. Look, but if guys- we get enough patrons, Chan will yes. fuck a robot shark on camera for our patrons. I'll be straight. I think we have enough patrons for that now. <laughs> we don't. We don't have enough for him to shave his head and be Doctor Mindbender <laughs> for Halloween. We definitely do have enough for him to fuck a robot shark. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Uh, so guys, we have four more episodes left. We have we have some some stuff in the works that I think you are going to be. It's going to blow your mind. We're going to be very very excited for it, and we have an extra surprise. Uh, hopefully before the end of season four, uh, which is just kind of fun. And I still have to set up and uh, I got to make some calls, but it's going to be a lot of fun. Guys, we've got some neat stuff coming in the next say month or two. So be here for it. I know you will. Yeah, I mean, if nothing else. For the uh, remainder of the theme song throwdown tournament, we are so close now. Uh, this is uh, these uh, episode two of the Elite Eight. Uh, we had uh, Star Blazers taking it last week, and this week we have very special guests. Uh, well, you're going to hear hey. them in just a sec, Chan. Why don't you just introduce the thing? That's what. That's what I'm doing, Ray. What do no, you, because you introduced it at you the beginning mean? of the bit, don't you? Uh, yeah, but I was uh, at, look, why why are you, why are you hyping somebody for somebody you're going to introduce 30 (laughs) seconds later? I don't understand what you're doing. He was saying we have very special guests and then he was leading up to it. I'm just super excited that I actually know which episode, what's going in this episode this time. No, I'm upset by this. (laughs) (laughs) And this is all staying in. Keep all of this in. I don't (laughs) care. (laughs) This is this week's box destroying. Yeah, that's that's what it is. Oh boy! It's the theme song throwdown. We are here with two titans of the industry: Haley Mancini, George Oz, uh, uh, hosts of a wonderful podcast on their own. Uh, welcome, uh, lady and gentlemen, and also Gina. I'm here too. <laughs> Hi, Gina. Hi, Haley. <laughs> It's good to be here, everybody. <laughs> Why would you cut off our guests, Haley or G- Gina? Wow, you can't, you can't even right. keep us straight. <laughs> all white, all white ladies look the same to you, Chan. <laughs> oh boy, not even thirty seconds in, and it's canceled. <laughs> wow, are all Italian women the same? Uh oh. Wow. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> Uh, George and Haley, you are the uh, co-host of Godzilla vs. Podcast Zero, yes. yes, which is a delightful show. Um, Thank you. We've been and- on a little bit of a hiatus because we've been working a lot, but we're gonna we're kicking back up a new season really soon for the new movie. Hell's yeah. yeah. Yeah, we cannot wait. We I spend an inordinate amount of time roasting King Kong on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> and Haley, too. Like, wait, this is all we do. Yes. Yes, it's honestly, I have to say, it's one of the uh, Riley Silver- Silverman, uh, who's been <laughs> on this podcast, right? Uh, ye- no, oh, that's no. a good question. Oh, my I, gosh. Well, there's so, a big uh, list of the big list of people who are like are supposed to be on and they're like, let's get it scheduled. And then it kind of falls apart. And then they go onto this list that I, I keep forgetting to ask them back. That's fair. Like now, so you just never know. But Riley uh, and I have had this really fun, good nature, just absolutely <laughs> taking on each other nonstop over King Kong and Godzilla. And she put up on her Facebook and I think it sums it up. She's like, after this year, I mean, I've never been more excited to see two giant monsters just th- throw down. 
just fight. <laughs> yes, this is what the world needs. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm very much looking forward to it. Um, I mean, I'm in a group that is uh, uh, like marathoning through every Godzilla movie um, so in time for the new one to come out. Uh, I'm way behind, but it's it is wonderful to have people just talking about Godzilla. What, which one are you on? Uh, the one that uh, 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 Patrick started. Oh no, no! But what movie are you on? Oh, right? oh! Uh, I just watched uh, uh, Destroy All Monsters. Oh yeah! Oh, that's great. Nice. Uh, nice. It is terrible, but it's pretty great. <laughs> so. Oh yeah! I mean, that's part of the joy. Jan, Jan, <laughs> you you got to get to the good one. Which is the one uh, with Hank Azaria in it? Everyone knows that's the best Godzilla. Mm. You know, I will kill you. (laughs) Gina, this you know this is a sore spot with Godzilla fans. (laughs) No, every everyone loves Hank Azaria. Uh, Uh, By the way, I said Hank Azaria because I could not remember the name of Mister Sex in the City. Broderick, Chris Knopf, yeah, Matthew Broderick, Matthew Broderick, yeah. Mr. I, Sex in the City? I also couldn't remember the name of Mrs. Sex in the City. <laughs> I'm bad with names. Confused. I was like, I thought, Gina, I thought you were saying like Mr. Big was in that movie. That's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but Oz knew what I was talking about. I knew. <laughs> Unfortunately, I knew it was Matthew Broderick, but Mr. Big would have been a great monster in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> he's already got the title. Why, why not? Yeah. He's, like, oh, he's like, a Godzilla that like can't commit. Yeah, <laughs> he's very and charming. Like, yeah, and he every always time finds his way back in. Just, just when you think he's like ready to commit, he he changes his mind again. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we had Betsy Sadaro on our podcast to talk about that movie, and it was we were like, oh, "This will be fun. We're just gonna roast it. It's gonna be a blast." And it, it was so bad that we ended up. We were like, "I mean, I'm having trouble coming up with jokes about it. It's just that bad." <laughs> <laughs> she just kept going being like ah you guys it's so bad <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was rough well we're going to move on before we get into uh uh the major beef i have with you regarding godzilla king of the monsters Ooh. um we've got uh two amazing songs uh you picked this because uh you you said that like you'd have su- such difficulty choosing between either of them because they're both so beloved. And I don't even know what this is, so I'm excited. Well, this will be the first time of you hearing it, Gina. Except not. In my life? Oh. <laughs> life is like a hurricane. In duck bird. Christmas lasers, aeroplanes. It's a duck blur. Might solve a mystery or rewrite history. Every day, I know the whole thing. I tell you guys that I sing that around my 
my abode frequently, but every time <laughs> I do, I change it to duck butts instead of duck tails. No one should be surprised by this. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, this is on brand. All of this is on brand. <laughs> uh, I'm interested because a little bit earlier, uh, I was listening to uh, some other theme songs. Um, Sailor Moon makes me sh- wiggle my butt in my seat. Uh, Star Blazers makes me throw up my arms like a like a rah rah like alternating left right left right, Ooh. and this one made me uh, uh, do almost like a headbang thing. I was like oh. boom 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 boom, oh, yeah. bopping my head forward and back. Uh, like the the really good songs each have their own distinct physical effect on me. Ooh, I like it. You're saying the headbangers will vote for this one. I mean. We'll see, because the next song is pretty hard. I don't know. I don't think you can beat this one, but I've already voted. So, yeah. Whoa, Gina. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to vote multiple times, just like uh, Americans did in our most recent election, because Uh there was lots of uh, voter fraud. Oh, boy. Uh, And if you go to if you go to my website, uh, sexwiththemypillowguy.com, you'll see all you'll see all of all about it. I have proof. That's right. Uh, also, Gina and I are trying to get our other uh, site off the ground. It's called casualsexrobot.com. It's a, it's a, uh, for a robot that is into casual sex, we think it'll be really big this century. <laughs> and, and unlike that uh, Mr. Big Godzilla, he's into mm-hmm. casual sex, but he's not afraid of commitment. Yeah, sure. If it comes along, I'm just going to go with it. I'm uh, just disturbed that that robot has the my pillow guy face on it i don't know why you're turned on by that so uh that's a no for me dog like this is this is what the new right is into now guys you just have to go along with it and gina sounds like you grew a beard since i saw you last congratulations (laughs) it's coming in nicely it's all around my neck Especially yeah. <laughs> there it is. I'm so sad that the alt right has now been replaced by the what I assume is an umlauted you in new right, just like uh, the next iteration of new metal. Oh man, you know it's coming. Um, yeah. They're just rebranding with other parts of the keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here comes the second song. You have to choose which is the better theme song. I know this one. I will travel across the land, searching far and wide. Keep in mind to understand the power that's inside. That one came out in my arms. I was like, my 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 uh, shoulders going back and forth, like I was like in a punching bag. I'm like, uh, uh, uh. that's what I was. Both of these shows I was obsessed with. Also, 
uh, when Pokemon Go first came out, a game which George and I still play. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's commitment. I, I love it. It's my walking buddy. It is like how I continue to walk. It, I will. I am like a donkey that needs a carrot. <laughs> <laughs> I, I need it. But the when that game came out, uh, I remember when I was working at Cartoon Network and everybody was playing it. And then somebody like these guys rolled up like these like hardcore looking dudes rolled up in their white sports car and they were blasting the Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> and it was so, and everyone was like, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, Ch- back when it first came out, Chan and I and some some other Valley folks would walk around and do it and it was it was fun. It was such a it was such a cool social experience for a while because I remember I was at a crosswalk one time and I saw this I, I was like running there panting with uh, my girlfriend at the time and she was like you are ridiculous it's eight in the morning let's get coffee and bagel and go home I'm like no I, there's there's a Snorlax on this corner so I go there I run and then this other couple runs up to us and they're panting and they're and we're all looking down at our phones I'm like did you guys catch the Snorlax and like without giving a beat they're like yeah. We're, we got a shiny. We were so excited. <laughs> we totally hit it off. And another time, uh, we were walking down the street, and I was getting bullied and made fun of Aww. by my by my girlfriend at the time and my friends. Aww. They were all making fun of me for playing Pokemon Go. And uh, I was telling them how, like, it's cool now, guys. They have gyms. And, <laughs> <laughs> and there was this... Group, I swear to God, this there's this group of of like uh, four or five people in front of us walking, and one of the girls slows down and she goes, "Excuse me, are you talking about Pokemon Go?" I said, "Yes." She goes, "We're all playing." I'm like, "Yeah!" yeah. And immediately, like without skipping a beat, we turned around and immediately started bullying everyone else in our group. <laughs> We're not Pokemon Go. Oh no! Oh no! I would love it. Like if this was a TV show, that girl would be your new girlfriend, and you would oh. like you would like turn to your turn to your bullying girlfriend and. Be be like your Pokemon gone, and then you would, you would like oh, you would like hold hands with the new girl and be like, "You want to catch a Snorlax with me?" And she'd be like, "Hell yes, I do." <laughs> yep. <laughs> and then, and then twenty minutes of us just like silently looking down at our. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, look, I haven't been on a date since um, the quarantine happened, which I think was in March. So I, I think as far as I remember, that sounds about right for a date. Yep. <laughs> I, I, uh, and it, my similar to your story, George, but in a more platonic sense. <laughs> <laughs> I was when I was with my sister-in-law in Japan in at the end of 2019. She was making fun of me for still playing it. And I was like, listen, there's a lot more people playing it still than you think. And then we were on the uh like the Tokyo subway, and I immediately was able to clock three people in the same car as us all playing Pokemon Go. And I was like, well, well, well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Haley, I like that story, but it could use more uh, more romance. It's too platonic. Oh yeah, then I made out with a subway pole. Yes, <laughs> I'm, I'm green lighting this story right now. Did you think it was a Mew, and so you just started going at it, and then looked up your phone and realized? I was like, well, no, it's not that. I did. I have had a dream that I caught a Mew too once. And I was like in a park and was like, oh, I got it. I got it. Where is everybody? <laughs> just, a cl- just a little classic dream for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> 
I, okay. All right, then. Okay. So now we got to decide, uh, or you two, uh, George and Haley, have to decide DuckTales or Pokemon, which is the superior theme song. Wait, did you just take away my right to vote? You yeah. don't get a vote. You already got to vote. Aww. Yeah, you're a, no, because you're a felon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, hold on. That was, I, she doesn't get to vote for a completely different reason. Is she also a felon? <laughs> Jesus Christ. There's, there's multiple reasons I don't get to vote, Chan. <laughs> I'm also not allowed within 50 feet of children. So <laughs> if they're at the polls, I can't go. Can't Pokemon go to the polls? (laughs) (laughs) Every now and then, I'll just be walking like alone in a grocery store, and I'll just say, "Pokemon, go to the polls." (laughs) 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 All right, so we got to vote on these. Mm, That's tough. Mm -hmm. I feel like okay. Here's the thing, guys. I gotta walk you through my emotional arc please do <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. coming into this i would i was sure i i i was like okay yesterday i couldn't decide then walking into this i thought you know what i'm gonna choose ducktales for sure i love the ducktales theme song and then we heard both back to back and i have flipped i have flipped i vote for the pokemon theme song Wow. I'm not wow. I'm not gonna say anything because I don't want to color anyone's opinion, but I have opinions. Well, you already said what you wanted. <laughs> no, that was before I mean I didn't know I didn't know what both songs were. <laughs> Here's the thing. It's not unusual for uh for us to get that response because yeah, like you have all these memories of different songs, and then when you hear them, you just like just listening to them as music. Uh, sometimes you have a different opinion. You're like, oh my God, yeah. like it's this song or this song is actually super good. So. Yeah, and especially back to back. That was like, mm-hmm. that that did it for me. I was like, yeah, it's Pokemon. It's Pokemon. You've got to catch them all. <laughs> George? Yeah, so listening to these songs again for with fresh ears, uh, it was so hard to listen to the DuckTales theme song because I have such nostalgic memory of watching watching like every single episode after school. It was my my biggest the thing I looked forward to most was like DuckTales and Tailspin. That was like I looked I loved it. And because I have such fond memories, it it's hard for me to detach that from the song. Now I'm listening to the song again and thinking like, okay, if this had nothing to do with this beloved cartoon from my childhood, would I choose to listen to the song? And the answer is no, because it's not, it doesn't <laughs> sound, it doesn't sound like anything else I listen to. I'm like looking at my library of music. It's all like weird, um, you know, like uh, it's, it's like thrash metal and then like uh russian classical and jazz and i'm like this sounds nothing like i like like the music i like <laughs> so prob- <laughs> probably not and yet i like it but um comparing them back to back for the first time again i think i'm gonna have to agree with Haley because pokemon has the story you know you do have to become the very best like no one ever was <laughs> and also, I, 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 what's that it involves us too, because it's like you teach me and I'll teach I'll you. I teach you, yeah, exactly. It's kind of like you know, it's like kind of like foreshadowing for adulthood. Like it's a little bit romantic, maybe. Like, <laughs> <laughs> wait, are you saying that you want? Are, are you are you trying to fuck a Pokemon right now? Is that what's happening? 
<laughs> look, I've seen I've seen some Pokemon that I wouldn't necessarily say no to. <laughs> oh, yeah, no agreed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, can I can I can I weigh in now? Yeah, sure. This it doesn't is, count. This is bullshit. Okay, <laughs> look, you have one, in one song you could you might solve a mystery, you might rewrite history. In the <laughs> other song, you're just trying to catch them all. That's just one thing you're doing all day long. You're just trying to catch them all. If you give me an option between like saying like, "Hey, it's a Tuesday," we could we could maybe solve a mystery. You want to you want to go back in time and rewrite some history? I don't know what history we might it might have to do with Genghis Khan. Who knows? What you're going to do from day to day, you're telling me you wouldn't choose that? Okay, but Gina, okay, but for let's real talk for a minute. <laughs> do you think Britney Spears' better song is Toxic or Lucky? Oh, lucky. Okay, well, then I guess this adds up for you. <laughs> wow. I don't need all those, I don't need all those uh, toxic bells and whistles. I just need. <laughs> I just need, I don't need, uh, I don't need, need a story. You need a story. I don't need ponytails. I don't need cottontails. No, ducktails. Gina, I know that you're still hurting from X Men being booted out of the tournament. And I'm sorry that your beloved ducktails, both of which were first seeds, got knocked out. But I mean, this is how you disenfranchise voters. This is how you disenfranchise <clears throat> voters, Chan. I'm never voting again. Other people, uh, get their choice selected yes um, if i don't get my choice then what's the point i refuse to engage further <laughs> <laughs> uh george oz Haley mancini thank you so much for doing the show uh do what what do you have that you want to tell people about oh boy you've got um, so much uh I don't, let's <laughs> what can you tell people about i can't yeah i'm on like a new show but it's not out yet uh so I oh let me guess is it Pokemon is that why you voted the way you did (laughs) you know what Gina it's not any Pokemon properties are looking for a writer you know what I'll do it I will do it Uh, this is pandering this is oh yeah oh yeah I will go to the highest bidder I uh yeah I don't know like I I don't have a whole lot to promote right now uh because like I have shows coming out like next year and stuff so I don't know I promote chilling yeah <laughs> chilling chillin'. you're promoting chilling in 2022 yeah that's what? right boop, 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 boop. watching some Godzilla movies yeah go see Godzilla listen to our podcast we'll have it back up new season that that's that's it. yep only thing i want to plug is our godzilla podcast uh because i love godzilla and i think it's so much fun and i'm super excited for the new movie and i know there's gonna be so many haters and i'm just gonna be roasting all of them forever oh man i love roasting king kong fans they're the dumbest yeah so stupid they're the dumbest like bjorn on his chest (laughs) (laughs) yeah awesome (laughs) thank you very much Well, anyways, guys, I hope you enjoyed that special look into the Elite Eight where some very special guests that I would not let Chan pre-introduce before introducing them. I refused. Dang it. I'm going to post-introduce and say this was the one that Gina was actually at. So, okay. um, Oh, is this George and Haley? Very exciting for us. Yes. Yeah. Great. They're two fine people. 
and two, and Haley's been on the show before, so you're familiar with that. Uh, George has not been on the show before, but he has now as you listen yeah. to this. So, ha ha, we got him. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I guess. You know, I've never, I've never felt the need to uh, say that about a guest before. Ha ha, we got him. Oh no, no but I mean, uh, you know, that was for that was for that was that that ha ha, we got him was for Ray, who was on the internet back in 1998. <laughs> it would be very, very, very excited to know that this happens. Fair but, enough. But also, anytime a guest is on the podcast, we claim their soul, right? Correct. Um. Okay. This is real uh, embarrassing, awkward for me. Uh, I know I've been saying that I've been collecting their souls. I've been putting them in a crystal, saving them up oh, for, no. for later so we can Jane. drink their oh. essence. I have completely forgotten to do that. Ugh. So I feel like this is also uh, partially on us because we give you too much, uh, too much to do and to think about. Like I could have easily volunteered for this since I do literally nothing else for this <laughs> podcast. Look, we're just going to have to get some more Gelflings. It's, it'll be fine. There's plenty of them out there. Do we have to start uh, back we'll again in episode one? Do we have to start the whole thing yes, again, Chan? When did, you, can... when did you forget? Then I can keep a proper spreadsheet. <laughs> the sad part is knowing Gina's uh, uh, nature, we probably will <laughs> yeah. complete every G.I. Joe property and then just wind it back and start it all over again. Yeah, that's how I live my life. That is that is when I will know that I have died and gone <laughs> to hell. <laughs> and they'll be like, where are all them souls at? You'll be like, fuck. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Uh, anyways, guys, that's our episode. Let's do a little social media because no doubt this episode's being long at this point. Yeah. I don't know how long you had them people, on for, but I'm sure it was a long time. know what they're getting into these days with us. They do. If I mean, look, these shows have been... Pandemic, if they get a little extra content, they can live with it. What are they going to do when we don't have ballooned extra 30-minute pieces tacked onto each episode? <laughs> like, it's going to feel weird when we do, like, 58 minutes and we're like, bye, and they're like, oh, I don't know what to do now. Yeah, what, I literally if, what, if out all has, what if someone has a commute that is an hour and 10 minutes long and we give them 58 minutes of content? Well, Damn. then they go to our Patreon and Thank listen you. to some of our fabulous back episodes. Oh. Yeah. You could tack a little Know Your Joe onto there, just a random one, just see where we were you at in the world you at know, that point. In the early days of this podcasting relationship, we used to do so much together. We used to do uh, Find Your Fate adventure books. We used to do, oh, we should do that more. Know yeah. Your Joe card thingies. We used to do Fuck, Mary Kill. We used to do the Bechdel test. And now we've fallen into a rut. We haven't spiced up this podcasting relationship in a long time since since the Deke era has begun, I will say. So whatever we're moving on to next better be kinky. You're you know having lots yeah. of fun making fun of a, a, a married existence. <laughs> But just know that these very real conversations are taking place with very real world consequences. I'll have you know. Chan, I don't know what you're talking about right now. <laughs> uh, no, I will say starting in season five, when we get to G.I. Joe Extreme, that is the next plan is to get to G.I. Joe Extreme next. Gina, we're going to bring back a lot of that stuff. How about that? We're going to bring back F. Mary Kill, but it's not going to be its own episode. It's going to be at the end of each of the standard episodes. Yeah, that's what we used to do. 
No, we used to do that in uh, uh, the, the Know Your Joe oh, episodes. Oh, with the Know Your Joe. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm I'm on board. I just hope that this doesn't turn into a thing where we do it once or twice. And then and then one night we're tired. And it's just <laughs> like, all right, well, you know. I, I can't we, do this because I have a headache. <laughs> we'll, we'll make some special time for it this weekend. But then the weekend rolls around and we're both too full from eating too much at dinner. Oh, boy. This, this speaks to me. <laughs> Anyway, guys, thank you for listening to the show. Season five is coming soon, but trust me, big explosions before the end of season four and we put it to bed. I promise you that. So now if it doesn't happen, I'm an asshole. Okay. <laughs> I was an asshole anyway. Okay. So you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash knowing is half the podcast or patreon.com slash knowing is half the podcast. We've talked about it all episode long. Five minutes, get five minutes, $5 a month patronage gets you full access to our super secret vault. A little bit more than that, you can start suggesting episodes for the show. We're going to start taking suggestions again soon, which is very, very wonderful. And we're going to do some live shows. We actually invited all the patrons to be a part of a very special live show, which is the loser's bracket of the theme song throwdown tournament. Winner of that loser's bracket gets put back into the tournament near the final four. So you're going to have results of that coming very, very soon. And almost like a high percentage of our patrons showed up for that. So guys, I love the fact you're engaged. I love the fact that you're involved. Thank you for being with us. We appreciate you. You can find us on social media on Twitter at GI Joe podcast, but individually I am at almighty Ray at 999 RPM. I'm at Gina Ippy. I don't know why there was such a pause there. What? <laughs> Chan, did you fall asleep with my, with my rote memorization of that? I, of I that told pledge? you he was, he, I told you we're getting, we're getting sleepy and it's not going to happen. Look, it, maybe if Gina weren't posting Disney memes in the middle of our recording, nope, I wouldn't be distracted. It, 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 look at the timestamp. <laughs> if you're talking about Ming-Na, look at the timestamp. I'm always talking about Ming-Na. <laughs> also fair. Now, I actually feel that through this episode, me and Gina now feel better about the world. And I think Chan took all that anger away from us. <laughs> that is that is what I do. <laughs> that is my he's, job. He's an anger sponge. <laughs> That is, yes, that is what they called me in high school. <laughs> mm -hmm. Hashtag anger sponge. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Bye-bye. Hey, you. No, 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 no. Don't look over here. Keep your eyes on the road. Got something for you. Take a listen to this. In the newest Pokemon, they have Score Bunny, which is a starter. What? Yes. Score, score Bunny? So it's, it's a Fire Bunny that plays soccer. He kicks balls. He scores. Great. Score, like Scorch, I think. Yeah. Oh, I get it. Like goal. Like Score Bunny. <laughs> Rad. There's Score Bunny who uses his mad soccer skills to steal, I think like donuts or something like that. How does he use it, his soccer skills to steal donuts? He kicks it. Oh, yummy. The best part is though, Scorbunny wants to go and follow Ash and go on big adventures. But oh my Ash god, is like, Ash is still the main character of the f anime? Yes, where have you been? Yeah, so Ash is like, I'm getting on the train, I'm leaving, Scorbunny. And Scorbunny's is it like- Is because he's 80 years old? That's why he sounds like that? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing makes donuts taste better than a foot coming in contact with them. <laughs>
If you like what you heard and love co-op with your friends, check out Gaming Together, a cooperative podcast. That's Gaming Together, a cooperative podcast. Keep the target straight ahead of your side! Go, 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 go!